Join Bloomberg in San Francisco or virtually on May 7th for The Future Investor, Data-Powered Transformations. This 2024 event series will examine how data is not only playing a pivotal role in investment decisions, but serves as a driving force behind the construction of innovative investable enterprises. This series is proudly sponsored by Invesco QQQ. Register at BloombergLive.com slash FutureInvestor slash radio. Welcome to our Bloomberg television and radio audiences worldwide. I'm Ed Ludlow, live in Las Vegas at the Consumer Electronics Show. I've just stepped off stage at a keynote with NASDAQ CEO and President Adina Friedman. And I'm delighted to say Adina has followed me over to the studio to keep the conversation going. It's, been, it's great to be here, Ed. Thank uh, you. What, what a CES it's been. And, and the news flow has helped. So let's start with the news. Uh, the SEC approving uh, Bitcoin spot ETF. The NASDAQ side here is that you will be one of several exchanges that, that list these products. Your reaction to the news, but what it means for your business as well. Sure. Well, we are very proud to partner with BlackRock and with Valkyrie to have their, their ETFs listed on NASDAQ. And um, it's really interesting. I think that what it really tells you is that from a regulatory point of view, there's been some maturing of the Bitcoin markets to the point where the SEC has now said we approve these new vehicles that allow retail investors to access Bitcoin. They don't have to actually buy underlying Bitcoin, but they can have an opinion about the, the trends in Bitcoin and they can express themselves in a regulated market, um, which of course is NASDAQ. So and also these instruments are highly liquid and it makes it so that they have ready access to the you know the, uh, an investable vehicle in this space. So we're, we're excited to be their partner. There are some sort of cerebral, somewhat academic debates about Bitcoin in particular, about whether it is a risk asset, an asset class. Uh, if it is not, it, is it a store of value? Is the NASDAQ approach that, that this development kind of moves towards a, a deeper focus on crypto as an asset class? I think I have to look at it a little differently. You know, we have we have ETFs that reflect lots of different instruments and asset classes, whether it's commodities or equities, bonds, other other forms of you know OTC instruments. As long as they're liquid and they have a solid underlying price discovery mechanism, which now the SEC is saying the Bitcoin ETF the underlying uh, the underlying market provides price discovery for the ETF, and they are approving the ETF. So I think that that's a, an interesting signal. But I also would say that that's our job is to provide create index products. We have about five hundred billion dollars of assets under management in our own indexes, and then to be the listing exchange for those index provider products that allow investors to invest in all sorts of tradable instruments, including now Bitcoin. Okay, final question on this subject. Let's go back 24 hours almost. Uh, an SEC X account posts. We now know that it was an unauthorized post. It was a hack. Um, uh, we are looking into it, but Twitter, or X, formerly known as Twitter, have explained what they believed happened. Just as the CEO of a leading exchange, just explains to me what, what it was like for you, that madness of yesterday afternoon, given our Bloomberg audience had a very similar experience. Well, I think uh, the, the, you know, the behaviors in the markets really came from looking at anything that was related to Bitcoin itself. So the okay. underlying Bitcoin markets and then sort of any sort of public companies that had that kind of underlying asset class as part of their, their business. But I think for us, it's really a matter of making sure that we think about 
more generally what protections we put in place as more technology is used to drive trading, but also as more information is being used in real time to direct people, investors. And we look at it more from our protection perspective. Uh, we, first of all, want to think about as, as AI comes more into the markets, how do we uh, regulate that appropriately? And I think both the SEC and the CFTC have expressed that they're going to be interested in that. What kind of smart regulation can be put in place? But also, what protections do we have if something were to come into the market? We have our circuit breakers. We have the ability to also cut off any particular in, um, and market participant that may be acting in an unusual way. And we can obviously use great technology to do that. But then also we have to make sure that as AI becomes a bigger part of the ecosystem, how do we make sure we protect we protect investors in the process? For our Bloomberg radio and audio, uh, technology and television audience worldwide, I've got technology on the brain all the time. We are speaking with Adina Friedman, the CEO of NASDAQ. Okay, NASDAQ is a technology company. True or false? True. Why? Okay, so so we obviously have this wonderful foundation as a market operator, and we are really, really proud of that. And we are obviously leveraged very advanced technology to ma manage our markets. And we're talking markets. about AI principally at the moment. Right. But as we've broadened our scope, we provide um, great technology that really enhances liquidity, transparency, and integrity. In fact, we provide market technology to 130 markets around the world, including many markets in Asia. Um, we provide also risk management and regulatory technology to banks and brokers around the world. And then we also provide anti-financial crime technology to banks around the world. And I think that as we've been looking at the use of AI, you know, we really are focused on how can the technology AI be used to protect markets more effectively, to protect the financial system more effectively, root out criminal actors, and use large language models as well as very large data sets in terms of transactions across banks to be more effective in, making, in, in improving the integrity of the system. Can we go into detail on the large language models or the underpinnings of what you're doing? Are you building the LLMs yourself or who are you working with if you are not? We are not building LLMs ourselves. So we are working with the large language models that exist today. So we have certain uh, products that we are working on with Anthropic, which the, with their Claude model, and certain products or capabilities that we're working on with Microsoft and OpenAI. Most notably, as we think about also using technology on our business. So it's one thing to put it in our products. So we have workflow tools that will become much more efficient with AI. We have also, as I said, our anti-financial crime suite where they use algorithmic AI to root out like very specific criminal behaviors. You know, a child trafficker is going to behave differently in the banking system than someone in a terrorist network. So we have very specific models that we use to, to predict out, predict potential criminal behavior. I think that generally though, um, when we look at on the business, there's so many co-pilots now that are available and obviously GitHub co-pilot and other co-pilot capabilities are going to be what we really focus on. We took a really broad look at, at financial and capital markets in 2024 on stage. We talked quite a lot about North America and I wondered if particularly in Asia, but are markets moving at the same speed globally? Are there themes that are unique to any markets you see this year different from others? Um, well, actually, I think that one thing, one common thing we've seen across markets and market operators is that they want to have access to the most advanced technology available. So we've been very focused on moving more of our capabilities into cloud. We've been working with a lot of market operators on how they can think about use, moving their markets to cloud. We just moved our second options market to AWS Outpost, and we now are working with other markets that are actually deploying markets in the cloud. Um, using our technology or that they're thinking about a, a similar model to what we have with our AWS partnership. So it is definitely a big trend as how to modernize the markets, how to leverage their data more effectively, right. 
how to bring AI into that to be to, could be more innovative within their own markets. And then, of course, in terms of companies coming to market, it depends on the economy. You know, there's certain very vibrant economies that are going to see, I think, a, a better IPO environment this year, including Nasdaq, uh, including the U.S. Uh, but I also think that you know every every economy is a little different in that regard. We just have 30 seconds. Okay. Summarize 2024 for me from Adina Freeman's perspective. I would say cautiously optimistic. Cautious. It's a complex world. Optimistic. A lot of the economic unknowns are more known. We've got you know falling inflation. Hopefully, falling rates over time. Investors feel more ready to put risk capital to work this year. Uh, Adina Friedman, it's been great spending time with you here in Las Vegas at CES. NASDAQ, a technology company. Adina Friedman there, as I said, president and CEO of NASDAQ. Join Bloomberg in San Francisco or virtually on May 7th for the Future Investor, Data-Powered Transformations. This 2024 event series will examine how data is not only playing a pivotal role in investment decisions, but serves as a driving force behind the construction of innovative investable enterprises. This series is proudly sponsored by Invesco QQQ. Register at BloombergLive.com slash Future Investor slash Radio.